we will talk legacy when Mahomes is done. But in their first seven seasons of his career, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's off to the greatest start in the first seven seasons in the history of the NFL at the quarterback position. He'll be tied with Brady in rings. He'll have two MVPs, and he'll have the most passing yards out of the two of them. That's just saying out of the first seven years. I'm not saying 20-plus years. I'm saying for the first seven Again, years. Again, let's cool it. He didn't win back-to-back. Back. He did not win back-to-back back three and four years. Come on. Well, I mean, if if he wins, yeah, three out of five. Okay, but close enough. But still seven out of seven years. All the stats are the same besides passing yards. Winning back-to-back back is a big deal. Well, he is winning back-to-back back if he wins this year is what I'm saying because he won last year, so he'd be back-to-back. Back. <laughs> but if – and if he does win – I will say, similar to Nick Saban, this might be, not statistically, this might be Patrick Mahomes' best season of his career because of the lack of <laughs> talent that's go, or the lack of production around, his, around him with all the drops. Travis Kelsey's distracted. Pacheco's the only one that's playing hard all season. Rice has come along. Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to this post-NFL division episode of All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house, ready to recap the wonderful weekend we had. I'm with Luke Rule, Nick the Doc Skirkowitz, and Alan Tomasella. And Luke, I'm going to start with you. I know it was a huge weekend for yourself and the Baltimore Ravens. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, this is pretty much how I expected the game to go. I mean, our defense has played lights out this week, so I'm super excited to dive into this game a little bit more. But, yeah, huge win for us. Huge win to get that uh, playoff record off of Mars back now and shake the little rust off. So going in next first, week. First ever hosting the AFC Championship game in Ravens history, too. So first time in the bank. Yeah. As the Ravens, yes. Well, yes. Hosted as the Colts. We're the Colts at Memorial Stadium. But the thing was, you guys weren't – so this franchise technically is the Browns franchise. It was never yes. the Colts franchise. So but did the Browns ever host it? AFC Championship has been hosted in Baltimore just back in the 70s. Yeah, but as the Colts franchise. It was never a Ravens-Browns franchise. No, that's that's no, the no, difference. No, no. No, but, franchise. Doc, Doc, how are you doing tonight coming out of this wonderful weekend? We had three good games. Good, man. Can't complain. Uh, you know, watch some good football and waiting for next weekend. Yes, sir. And Alan, how are you feeling? You know, I think you what you went one and three this past weekend in your pick. So how are you feeling? Uh, you know, it's it's life. It happens. It's all good though. Oh, he wants to. Sh- he's gonna make his new call. Shuffle it up here. Make his new calls <laughs> for for Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, change, no, I mean, change every pick. I did just. Uh, I picked my Super Bowl picks after uh, the Week 16. So I mean, it's just right on par for me to switch it up right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you only got four teams left, so you got a good shot now to to get that right. You have a better shot now than you did many, many weeks ago. I'm a little upset, boys. I mean, I've been waiting for Buffalo to get past the Mahomes-led Chiefs and maybe make a Super Bowl run, and they just can't do it. That's their kryptonite. That's their Achilles heel. I'm I'm still happy the Lions are alive, and they're still kicking, but I was hoping to see Josh Allen get to the Super Bowl, get that Patrick Mahomes monkey off his back like we're going to talk about with Lamar in a little bit with the – getting past the division round a monkey off his back. I wish that Josh Allen could have pulled that off. And we're going to talk about that uh, very, very shortly. But let's start off with – This is this is like the uh, the New England-Indianapolis from back in the day with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and, and Peyton just couldn't get past him. Well, but but Manning did it on his third try. Mahomes 
played Allen for the third time in the playoffs, and just like the first two times, he's he won. So, and all the this numbers the were there. Chance, man, this was the chance, and it's it's difficult now. Um, but I think that Buffalo just really has to make some major changes. No, yeah, I, I, and we're going to talk about that. Trust me, we're going to talk about that. That's going to be the last game we talk about of the four. Let's talk Luke's Ravens. Baltimore came in, you know, after that bye week, and a lot of people were questioning Lamar's legacy in the playoffs. 20 days off, you know, with that bye week and then sitting their starters on week 18. They came out a little strugglish in the in the first half. Second quarter was definitely rough for the Ravens. Uh, it was 10-10 going to the half, and then guess what? The Ravens scored 24 points, didn't give up a single fucking point. And the second half, they didn't they didn't give up a single touchdown to the Texans. The offense for the Texans only got three points. Their only touchdown was a punt return. So, boys, how big is this? to finally get the pressure, to get that – can't get past the divisional round with Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh as the head coach, monkey off that back. How big is it now going forward for the Baltimore Ravens to finally relieve some of this pressure? Yeah, I'll start. I mean, this is a huge huge win for the Ravens to get that monkey off Lamar's back. I mean, yeah, they came out probably a little shaky. Plus, I don't think they expected for uh, the Texans to blitz them that much, that hard, that often. And because that's not typically how the Texans' defense plays, but I guess that's – where they, the way they schemed Lamar up this week, and it, it worked in the first half until you know the Ravens went to halftime. Lamar gave his little halftime speech uh, that he can't speak about, but yeah, I made huge, huge adjustments at halftime and just just lit up the scoreboard after that. So I mean, huge win for Lamar. Uh, it this was his game. He he balled out like leading rusher, leading passer, four touchdowns. Uh, his passer ratings over 120. So great game for QBR. him. I mean. QBR uh, is 93.9. Yeah, 93. So, I mean, yeah, man. Outsta- outstanding game. So, I, I like it. Uh, our defense played lights out, as always. We, we didn't really get, like, the, the stats-wise on the defense, besides, like, giving up, like, a goose egg in the second half. But, like, we didn't we didn't sack uh, C.J. Stroud or get an intercept. But we got a couple sacks on it, but nothing crazy. And no no picks from C.J. Stroud. I mean, you know, credit to C.J. Stroud. Like, the, the Ravens' defense is – Probably is the best defense in the NFL, and he still had a decent game on us. He, he hit some big throws, but I mean, it's tough, tough for a young quarterback to go against a complex defense like the Ravens. Actually, no sacks. Y'all had some crazy no sacks, Luke. Actually, oh, you didn't yeah, get one. A, I thought we got it was one. A really good oh, game. I think a lot of people um, were kind of yeah, no sacks. CJ Stroud, but no, no sacks. I, I think yeah. at the end of the day, he played really well um, considering the situation. Um, the Ravens' defense just showed up to play, man. They just they, they're after everybody um hey look I, I think that you know i called him out last week i'm happy for lamar um i think that was a game he had to have i, I talked about it a little bit in the discord that uh there's there's four general outcomes that when when you know games come out and it's it's either you could play bad bad you know it's you played bad and you lost uh you could play good and you and you lose you can play bad and you win or you can play good and you win those are the four you know general outcomes and i think that this was the best situation for lamar jackson he came out and played really well um top 10 player in the league he's going to be mvp um this year is he is he uh, top 10 quarterback though or listen, just top 10 player listen top 10 player uh, because my I, question I to you see... before you do that is is that when you were saying quarterback i'm saying fuck the passing i don't give a shit if he could throw the ball yeah. better than Kirk cousins when i say quarterback is he one of the 10 quarterbacks that you want to win you a game that's what i'm saying that's what he's a quarterback. I mean, he plays the quarter position. Is he one of the top ten that you want to win you a game when it matters? Listen, if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl and changes the narrative of the actual ability to 
win a Super Bowl with this style of game, then yeah, you cannot change that. You you can't. But I'm still I didn't see anything in this game that changed my opinion on the quarterback position. I, I it's a system that was built around him. It's built towards all of his all of his abilities, all his talents. It's a great system. Um, they, they did a great job with it, but I still think that it's not a, a system that's going to get you to the promised land. Uh, he's done nothing but prove wrong and he's going to continue to do that. You know, kudos to him. He needed this one. I mean, I, I went over his stats in the playoffs all last week. Listen, I, I can't say anything about it. You know, I mean, it is what it is. He's, he came out, he played great. This is what he had to have, you know, had to have. But I, I don't think that I saw anything in this game that changed it. And and one of my comparisons is, I'll, I'll just throw this out. I didn't see a game-changing pass from Lamar Jackson. The way Josh Allen rolling left through a touchdown strike, right? That's that arm talent. That's that passing ability. Similar Lamar, stats, Lamar but I saw the he had Yeah, he had a 20, 25-yarder, I think, to likely or something. Yeah. He had a good couple tight throws, too, like good window throws that he was – uh, yeah. throw. I mean, I, I, yes, obviously, it wasn't the Josh Allen rollout. I mean, I, that's probably the best throw of the whole weekend. Uh, but yeah, yeah two good ones. One had, debatment Jordan too. Love had some good throws too. I mean, I just saw that there. When I say when I look at that, I just say, all right, Josh Allen's scrambling quarterback. Jordan Love scrambling quarterback. They you've got these guys that can go out and make plays with their legs, but they're scrambling quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. And and that's where I, I draw the line in the difference. The first play of the game that was called was a Lamar Jackson run. They ran at least at least six designed runs. I mean, Josh did Lamar too. Jackson. Josh did yesterday too. He had a lot of design runs for That himself. was in the game plan yeah. to try to take away the Chiefs off of the field. <laughs> so it was in the Ravens game play to hit it from design runs. Lamar Jackson broke off like a 50-yard run. So and and that I mean, is but that is the system. Look at this year how how many times are they going into right. the game plan with the Bills yeah. to do that? Wait, who broke up a 50-yard run? It was more like a 30 right. or 40-yard yeah, run. It's something, it's something like that. It was it was, a, it was a big run. It was a 23. It was a 23. Was it 23? Yeah. yeah. But I mean it But Luke, before we jump on, I want to say nice jersey by the way. You look you look nice tonight, man. Yeah. That's a that's a nice yeah. number 8 you got going on. But yeah, Alan what, what, what I want to say, though, about Lamar is the game plan, yeah, it wasn't there for him to do that. They He ran the game plan that was called throw it in the first third of the field, throw it in the, the, the short field, let the receivers do their thing, let you run the ball. This Texans defense, they're, they're built to not allow deep passes. They are a young, feisty defense. That And they're probably – guess what? The game plan is going to be the same way this week. We're going to break it down Thursday night. The game plan is going to be the same thing against the Chiefs. They're not going to throw the ball 40 yards down the field. They're going to throw the ball 15 yards and in because it's a, that's the Chiefs' defense as well. They're not going to allow the deep balls. Now, that opportunity yesterday, the Bills did, yes, but the Ravens, that's what they're going to do. They're going to throw it 15 yards and in. Lamar's going to be dynamic. And maybe if you have the play action going, then maybe you can take take a deep one out there. But he didn't have to do that. Like yeah, he, Josh he ran. Allen had, Josh Allen had some amazing throws. I mean, just a phenomenal 60-yard pass and dropped by your top receiver oh. who is yeah, doing the, nothing. Yeah, but doesn't count. But that's not right. They don't count. They don't count. The game plan, though, is to is to lull him to sleep with the run and then take that big shot deep. 
And is Lamar Jackson going to be as accurate as he as as Josh Allen? Well, he was accurate. He was he was seven he was seventy two percent completion percentage. Yes, yeah. yeah, he was seventy two percent completion rate, but he wasn't throwing the ball down the field like that. But he doesn't, and, and he's not, not saying gonna, that Allen completed those passes. He threw him his wide receivers dropped. But guess what? They're, they're not going to do that against the Chiefs neither. That's the game plan. Here's That's the, the Ravens Here's against the, the, the Chiefs. They're going to do the same exact thing. That's why the Ravens are dynamic because they can keep the ball and keep moving because I think out of all the defenses left, the Chiefs can contain Lamar the most. I'm not saying they're going to. I think the Chiefs can do it. They can limit the 100 yards. He's probably not going to get 100 yards rushing. But he's still going to be dynamic throwing the ball 10 yards around the, like, around the sticks. And that's what's going to be the difference is can they stop Likely? Can they stop Bateman? Can they stop uh, Zay Flowers? Mark Andrews is coming back. I mean, they're having weapons there, and I think Lamar is a difference maker. He had a 93.9 QBR, best QBR of all quarterbacks this weekend, highest completion percentage. He was better than C.J. Stroud and Devin Singletary. He was better than their quarterback and their running back and both sides of the ball, or running the ball and throwing it. He was the best QB and running back in that game. Yeah, like I said, kudos to Lamar. He needed this game. This was a big legacy game for him. He came out. They were rusty in the first half. He gave that speech in the halftime. What if I call beating the Texans in a divisional game a legacy game? Well, it was well, I, th- I think it's a legacy game because you get to the conference championship. That's that was that's it, the that's the legacy yeah. right there. It was the, it was the way he did it. I, don't know. I saw a lot of people um, pick against the Ravens too. Yeah, they, they did. I mean, I did. Whatever Three of them on the show. I mean, yeah. Listen, we. That wasn't this was a big head, game, though, though considering <laughs> his past. When you look at at his playoffs history, we went over the stats, we went over everything, and this game he showed up. And specifically in the second half, he came out, was the difference. After he made his speech, he, he put the team on his back. He wasn't going to let them lose this game. Um, they they ended up blowing him out. You know, I'm not going to sit here and badmouth anything. I'm just saying. Hey, no, know, yeah. Oh, I'm going to badmouth stuff. Kudos to, to Lamar Jackson, top 10 player. In the league, and that's where I'm gonna leave it at. I mean, Craig. go out and win a Super Bowl. Maybe I'll change my mind. I think if he gets Craig. to the Super Bowl, that's gonna change that a, narrative too. Crazy you say he's a top ten player, but he's not a top ten in his position. But if he's top ten in the NFL, I mean, he's gonna be top ten in his position because he plays well, quarterback this is, position. This is what I your, told your Mark. definition. This is, is what I told Mark about quarterback that because... is thrower of the football. Because Josh Allen is not a top ten thrower of the football. He's a top ten quarterback, but he's not a top ten thrower of the football. Have fucking half his. Like inter- like passes or interceptions most time he's got the most interceptions in the league I think either him or uh, Hertz he's got he's got well over twenty interceptions this season so yeah I mean uh, it's not uh, it's not twenty interceptions yeah well, well it's twenty I mean, it's, it's twenty it's, turn- it's turnovers yeah it's twenty plus but no I I think though huge win though Doc I think this is huge for the Ravens I think going forward it I think the pressure's still there yes because they're hosting the Chiefs but a lot of that pressure. It's it's just it's minimized now. So now they, maybe they can play a little more stress free, more relaxed, more Ravens football. Like Luke and Allen said, maybe the schemes will be there for the Ravens. Like that's the big pressure I think yeah. coming out this past week. Uh, no, Josh I Allen don't. has eight, eighteen interceptions for Josh Allen. No, you 18. cannot you cannot let up off the gas uh, if you're the Baltimore Ravens because I mean this is a convincing win, which is why I think it was a huge win for Baltimore. Uh, this wasn't a close game. Uh, like I thought it was going to be, this was a convincing win. Um, so it's kind of showed how they can come out and just manhandle the opposition. But uh, Chiefs are a much different defense and a much different team than uh, than the Texans are. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, 152 yards passing. Is that impressive? No. But the reality is they didn't need more than that. You know what I'm saying? 16 to 22 passing at 72%. I mean, he passed when he needed to. And like you said, they they kept the, the passes close and it worked. You know what I mean? They didn't need to go downfield like that. that's the thing you got to look at they didn't need to do that you know what i mean um 
and talking about Lamar Jackson being a top 10 and not a top 10 in his own position. Um, I, I talked to, you know, me and Mark were talking about this a little bit and I look at it and I'm like, because you're blessed with the, with the physique to be able to be a scrambling quarterback does not make you a top 10 quarterback. You know, Peyton Manning, uh, I've seen, I've seen locomotives go faster than Peyton Manning when they're hauling 200 cars behind it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Peyton Manning is still hands down a better quarterback than, than Lamar Jackson any day, uh, at least right now. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, but that's not the argument. It's, it's top 10 quarterback of this era, not quarterback yeah, no, no, from no, no, seven no, years no, ago. It's I know, about right, I didn't, I didn't about right say, now. I didn't, did I put Manning on the list above Lamar? No, but I'm just comparing because we can talk about Brady. Brady is still this era. Then Brady also does not have the Jets to, oh, yeah, to scramble, mean, run the ball. You know what I mean? How about – Great on him. Your 2023, though. Who's your? What you're, I'm saying top 20, top 10 of 2023. We, we can get into that in a little bit. I'm, I'm going to finish what I got to say because I've been trying to get a word in and I can't get a goddamn word in. So, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, great job being able to scramble. The rush game was awesome, and nobody wants to talk shit on C.J. Stroud. Everybody thinks he had a great game. C.J. Stroud a shit game. Um, kudos to the Ravens defense being able to lock down the passing game. I mean, they were, they were on them, uh, especially those first couple of drives, breaking up passes, getting out in front. Um, incredible job by the, by the Ravens defense, but CJ Stroud, 57%, not impressed, not impressed. 175 yards. He missed big throws when they needed him. He missed, uh, timely positional moves when they needed him at the 40, um, couldn't move the ball into field goal range, couldn't move the ball three extra yards, you know, to get that first down on something short, uh, missing open receivers, you know, throwing off a of back foot's just not making good throws in my opinion. Um, and it didn't help that the rushing game couldn't get going from the start. Uh, Singletary had like 20, 22 yards rushing. Yeah. On nine attempts. I mean, from the start, he was just slammed at the line from the get go. Um, obviously you Dumb can't penalties try to, too. yeah. Oh, and penalties, penalties killed the offense all game long, all game long. Uh, there were a yeah, couple I, on the defense, but pre-snap penalties killed that offense. And yes, it does yeah. put CJ Stroud in a tough spot, but there were a couple that brought it back up there. Um, uh, but there were a lot of third and short situations or third and doable situations that CJ Stroud just couldn't step up. And I'm not going to hold it against the guy because a rookie first year in this atmosphere, First year playing at the NFL level. I mean, he's going to grow. He's going to learn. He's going to get better. I have no doubt about that. Um, but I don't think C.J. Stroud played a good game. I think he played a shit game and, uh, you know, learn from it, come back next year, play stronger. Um, and they did a hell of a job covering Nico Collins, too. And I will say, I, big I, shout out to the Texans, too. Like, them, them being the position they're at now, first year, we were waiting for them a couple yeah. of years from now. I, I said they were, were going to be competitive losers. They were competitive winners this year. And, and I think there's some things they have to do next year that I think they're getting a receiver in the draft or receiver in free agency. They have to play Singletary if he doesn't come back. They have some holes they're going to have to start to fill. But I, I just I, – I like what Texans are doing. But, yeah, shout out to the Ravens defense. This is this is best defense in football. I, I know we said the Browns could have been – they're one and two or three. One, top three – Browns can be top three. But the, the Ravens defense showed up, and it yeah, did I make mean, C.S. Travel look like a rookie. This wasn't anything that we didn't see all year long, though, with the Texans. Uh, and and I know I sat up here and said, hey, I think I trust the, the Texans to come out and play better. Um, I really thought that it was just the momentum of, uh, of of the season for these guys. And, and you know, kudos again. Kudos to the Ravens for coming out and, and playing the way that they did. But when you look at the home road splits with the Texans um, all season, uh, and C.J. Stroud specifically, home road splits, he, he did much better at home than he did on the road. 
Yeah, and I think I think too one of the other things is what was so successful last week was getting out ahead early. You know, forcing uh, the Cowboys to come from behind, and I think they they tried the same thing this week. And I mean, they were they were juiced up, you know, first quarter, first couple of drives, especially. And it seemed like they just kind of got deflated after that. Like I said, I mean, they didn't really try with the run game. Um, nine for twenty two is, is not great, but they didn't really do much after that. Um, you know, Stroud had three scrambles. They just kind of they just kind of went to the passing game. And when you're passing every single play and you're not moving the chains, I mean, you're just going to limit yourself. Oh, yeah, that's also what you get when you get like a, a warm weather team that plays in a dome going to a very cold game up north in a hostile environment. I mean, it's going to be tough for C.J. Stroud to compete with that. For whether they're not acclimated to when the Ravens are outside practicing two weeks ahead of the game in the cold. So there's no way they could prep for that game it's sitting in Houston where it's fucking – I mean, it's a little chilly this week in Houston, but not nearly as cold as Baltimore. Not Baltimore. Yeah, not Baltimore. Yeah. Plus, I, I don't understand why – yeah, it's underrated how loud the stadium is, and it's going to be loud next week. And speaking of that, like, I don't understand why the Texans refused to go to the silent count, like, all game. Like, they, they couldn't hear C.J. Stroud. It was so loud in there, but they refused to go to the silent count. But, like, for – and just kept getting these pre-snap penalties because they couldn't hear him. Like, what a, I don't know that's, who made that decision. That's the, young, that's the young coaching decision. You know, brand-new OC, brand-new head coach, rookie quarterback. They're going to learn from it. I mean, that's the only thing that you can – that's why you and, can't be upset about the result. No, I, I, I think I think if you're a Texans, obviously players will say if you don't win the Super Bowl, it's a failure. Of course. I 100% you, you got to say that as a player. The fans, though, they should be happy what they have. I think that they have 100%. a good a good, a good good window going forward. AFC South being the, where they're at right now, it's a good window for the Texans to look forward to. And, Luke, congratulations on the Ravens. I know we're going to harp this game Thursday. It's only two games to talk about. So, yeah, you, you, know, you guys are probably going to all better against the Ravens again, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, well, we don't know yet. Against them. We don't know you yet. Fucking Luke. know I am, buddy. Well, already, Luke, we had the, well, well, Luke, we had this conversation. Doc, Doc, Doc has not seen enough of Taylor Swift, and he needs two more Taylor Swift games. Well, oh, Luke, we God. had this conversation when it was just me and you earlier in the year. We said in the same situation when the Chiefs and Ravens were number one in the – I think they were tied at the time. We asked each other who do we trust more to win the game, the Ravens or the Chiefs if they play each other in the playoffs. You went Lamar because you're a Ravens fan. I'm not going to harp on that. I'm not, not, you know, that's respectable. I went Mahomes because I thought what's going to happen is it's going to be a low-scoring game. Offenses are going to have some splash plays, but I'm going to go with the best quarterback in the NFL in this situation. I was going to go Mahomes because I trust Mahomes to get me there, get the team there, and that's what I trust. Now, Thursday, well, I don't know yet. I have to sleep on it, do some studying, do some shit material. I'm, I'm taking a poop. Yeah, I'm going to trust that Ravens defense against Mahomes. Yeah. Chiefs defense we're, is good, too. That's what I'm saying. And we're going to talk about that Thursday. Yeah, that's a game yeah. we'll harp on. Yeah, but look, 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 These those. Lock- Betting against Patrick Mahomes, it just, man, I, it's tough. Pretty sure you guys did that. Pretty sure you guys did that. They're last. They're they're, they're last. We're going to save that game for last. Let's move on real quick. San Francisco 49ers hosting the Green Bay Packers, and what a game it was. It was 21-14 going to the fourth quarter, and guess what? Shanahan was 0-30, down five points, entering the fourth quarter, and guess what? They scored 10 points, just like I said they were going to. They didn't win by 10, though. That was the difference. They won by three. But I guess the question, boys, is how worried should the Niners be with Debo being hurt, playing the Packers close, avoiding the game plan of not running through McCaffrey, putting the ball in Purdy's hands? How worried should the Niners be? Listen I don't think they should be worried at all. Uh, Debo is a is a big loss, but 
you've still got weapons on that team. Juwan Jennings has proved that he can come out and play when you need him. George Kittle's still having big games. Uh, Ayuk is still there. CMC can still catch out of the backfield and still top running back in the game. Um, you know, Debo went out in the first half, right? It was like the first like couple plays. Um, yeah, so you know, Purdy still came out. It wasn't you know again another another kind of low completion percentage, but you know he got 250 yards. Um, no mistakes with the interceptions this game. I mean, he, he still came out and and made stuff happen. Um, I think he played a, a pretty decent game. Uh, I'm not gonna say he played a great game. I mean, he made he made the plays when he needed to, but. Uh, I don't think you got to be worried. There's still a lot of weapons on this team, still a lot of guys that can make big plays happen. I'm not worried. I mean, I'm a yeah. little worried. I, I think I think um, when you look at this game, the Packers beat the Lions uh, Thanksgiving Day, kind of started their turnaround of their season. Uh, you see what the Lions are doing now, but now they're going to have to go on the road. I, I, again, I don't trust Jared Goff outside uh, in the game. Uh, and, and I think that what we saw from this, the biggest issue is not Purdy. I think the biggest issue for the 49ers is their offensive play calling. Man, Shanahan, just he's got this, like, he, I'm a genius ego. type of He's got thing. that ego. But then he comes out and does the dumbest things. You know, you've got the ball, you got the ball in plus territory, and you don't even give it to CMC at all, zero touches. You know, you don't even try to capitalize on it. And then you go out, and uh, I think they, they ended up having to kick a field goal in that situation. Um, I, I can't remember. Did they miss that? field goal like it was just no, they, dumb that they, they they made it it was just dumb that they didn't even give the ball to cmc at all and then you you're running with juan jennings you mentioned juan jennings they're running the ball with him out of the backfield like he's not debo samuel he is a wide receiver he's not that he's not that player so i i don't understand the play calling shanahan doesn't get a pass on this game they shouldn't have been in this game especially it really should have been the probably the same script as the uh, the Texans and Ravens game. Nice close game at halftime, and then 49ers turn it on. But every single time they got into a situation where they could make a play, Shanahan's making the dumbest play calls, and I just I just didn't understand it. Kudos to Brock Purdy. I I harped on him earlier in the season, especially when we were in this MVP talk. He came out, he showed what he needed to show at the end of that game, um, and I think that that's the difference when uh, when you look at Shanahan's record being now one in thirty. I, I wouldn't say be worried. I say be on the alert because. The, the game plan they should have had against the Packers was run the ball. One of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. But now you're playing, and we're going to preview this Thursday with just a little <laughs> tip, a little te teaser. The Lions have one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. So now I get it. They give up a lot of yards passing, but they can get to the quarterback. They were getting to Baker. Baker was able to, to strong enough, and he had the will enough to get out of those, those pressures. And I'll give Baker all the credit in the world. He played his heart out. But can Purdy do that? Is Purdy going to shake off Aiden Hutchinson? Is he going to shake off Kaminsky? Is he going to shake off the boys out there for the Detroit Lions who gets to the quarterback? Yeah, they get a lot of yards. But if Debo Samuel's not playing, yeah, yeah. Kittle and Ayuk's good. They're really good players. But is he going to get off those sacks like Baker was doing? Is he going to extend the play? Because if they if they shut down McCaffrey or if they just abandon McCaffrey like they did this game, I would be worried because I know Kyle Shanahan's little fucking ego. He likes to do the dumbest things possible. Saw it with Atlanta, and we saw it with the Niners in the first Super Bowl, Jimmy G. That's what he does. He goes with the opposite shit that was, was working, and he tries to be a hero. And I, I, I think the Niners are good, and I think they're the favorite, and they should be. I think they're the better team on paper. They arguably they, they are. But yeah, I it's, just don't understand. It's just what game plan are they going to go with? Because 
And we see they struggle without Samuel. In the history, they're 8-9 and nine without Debo Samuel. So that's not a good record. It's a 17-game sample size, and they're under 500. So yeah. I would be a little, I'd be a little alertful, if that's even yeah. a word. Just be on the alert a little bit. Yeah, they, they seem to struggle when they don't have all their stars playing at one time. Uh, you saw they went on that, they what, Debo and CMC were hurt, and they just thought, what, dropped three games in a row. So, I mean, and Debo went out, and like, they, they were struggling in this game. Like, San Francisco was clawing for their life in this fucking game, and the Green Bay Packers just gifted to them right at the end. Right. Oh, they, they for, did. Uh, sucks for Jordan Love because uh, he he played not a great game, but not not a terrible game. I mean, they they no, were able to bad. run the ball pretty much all over the 49ers. I thought he played bad. I I I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not giving a pass for the first two and a half quarters. Starting the end of the third quarter, the whole fourth quarter, he was he was bad. He was a bad quarterback. The interception that he threw the first one was horrible. It was way behind his tight end, who did get a hand on it. Yeah, I think he was just trying to get a hand on it so it doesn't go in the chest of Savage because that was going to go in the chest of whoever's behind him. And then that last interception, I don't know who he thought he was. I don't know if he thought he was Brett Favre. If he thought <laughs> he was a fucking MVP quarterback, yeah, I don't think he realized who he was. He should have sat there and fucking threw the ball away and then keep running the fucking – or run more plays. That's, that's a bad fucking play. Yeah. And the kicker, yes, missed yeah. a kick. I, I get it. But, um, but no, I think the Niners thing, should be worried, though. But the same thing with the, with the Ravens game. I mean, I think we're discrediting the defense a little bit too much here. The 49ers can get after them. The 49ers, Nick Bosa is a monster. You got Chase Young on the other side. They're getting after guys. They don't even have to blitz. They can get to the quarterback. And and I think you saw that pressure just start to get to him in the second half. And and at the end of the day, we just sit here and we're like, oh, uh, you know, he made a bad pass. These are two rookies. We're talking about CJ Stroud and Jordan Love, two rookies. I'm not going to sit here and condemn them for the way that they played on the road in the playoffs. Their first time on the road in the play. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, Jordan Love played on the road last week. But, uh, you know, CJ Stroud, too. First time on the road in, in hostile environments. We knew that they were going up against a m- more difficult challenge with the 49ers and you just saw them the the talent on the defensive side just started to catch up and just I, i'm just saying don't discredit that defense well i will say I, a guy I, that's I, the 49ers defense didn't play that great like they, they had zero sacks in this game and they got gifted to five quarterback hits so i will say though a guy that's escaping uh, that's escaping huge. some of the blame that's huge for one guy there's a guy that's not getting blamed for this game, and that is the coach, Matt LaFleur. Aaron Jones had 18 carries for eight, 108 yards. Why the fuck aren't you running the ball more? Why are you letting Jordan Love throw the ball 34 fucking times when your running back's got 18 carries for over 100 yards running the ball down this fucking team's throat? Why are you trying? It's the same shit against the fucking Bucks a couple years ago when they decided to go for a field goal and then not fucking put the ball in your MVP's hands and do some dumb shit. It's the same fucking thing. It's just the ego check that this guy has. He's fucking with, from Shanahan's system, isn't he? He's a Shanahan disciple. Well, he's the no, same he's not type from of his shit. System, but they were on the same. They were on the same team with the Washington Redskins. I, well, I mean, that was his. That, well, that's his. Well, it's kind of his disciple. He's OC there, so I mean, he, he trained. He taught the guy. Yeah, you're not I'm from the tree, though. You're not from the tree, though, unless you're the head the, coach. Yeah, it's I think not he came from. Coach, he came but, from. I think. He, I think he came from uh, McVay's system, actually. But same but, shit. They're all from each other. But you know what? I mean. The word where I have the problem with the play calling is when they they get out and they start passing the ball on first down. When you do have that running back that's running all over them, you pass on first down, and then now you're in second and long. Now you got to pass again, and then you call another pass play, and then next thing you know, you've ran off four or five straight passes 
before you even decide to run the ball again in the middle of that, you've kicked a punt because you had three straight incompletions or you've thrown an interception. And it just, it, it wasn't, that's where I think that these guys, they, they think too much. They, they try to get too cute. Oh, I agree. And I will say Packers, same thing with the Texans. Great season. Like for what they were at, this is a rebuild year and they're a nine win team. And they, the first seven seed to ever beat a two seed. That's great. Like I, I'm so, they have a lot to look forward to doc. I'm, I told you last week, Sorry for the Bears and fucking Vikings because huh, the Packers are just going to be good for the next fucking 15 years, it seems like. And that's a rebuild mode. And and we thought five, six, maybe seven wins. No, man, they were nine wins. They got in as a seven seed, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys and had the number one seed on the ropes, literally on the ropes. Great season for the Packers, but the Niners better figure out, like you said, Alan, Shanahan better stop being too fucking cute and too egotistical and fucking get his head out of his ass and run the goddamn ball. That's all you yeah, got to do. Run the goddamn ball. Yeah, good thing for the Packers. I mean, like, they, they don't have to pay anybody anytime soon, really. I mean, besides Jordan Love coming up, when, I don't know if they picked up his fifth-year option. Yeah, they're not. They restructured right, cool. it as well to, to yeah, be yeah. able to, uh, you know, sign yeah, some so. more guys. But um, they, they are in line to pay him pretty big. I know that I've seen a couple of updates on that. Yeah, and they should that. do what? Everybody, everybody's they young, should make so. moves. They should make yeah. moves in the offseason, something they don't normally do. They should make go after some free agent. Maybe go after T. Higgins. Let T. Higgins fucking mentor these boys. Let him be the wide receiver one with Dobbs yeah. and, and Wicks in them. One thing that I'm interested in, this is the way too far ahead look ahead here, but, uh, you know, every single year you've got teams that drop out of the playoffs um, from the from the previous season. That's the one thing about the NFL. For as many teams as we've had consistently in the, the championship games, you know, these Chiefs six in a row, right, there's still so much parity in the NFL that teams just turn over every year. And I don't see the Texans and the Packers not making it next year. So which one of these other teams that made it are not? I mean, that's something that we'll have to figure out when the free agency hits and then, you know, the draft. Like, that stuff we'll be predicting, obviously, in the summer. But, no, I, I think great game. Niners pulled it off. Hey, that's what good teams do. You find ways to win. It's the playoffs. It's not going to be It's not gonna be super pretty all the time. It's That's why you're here, you know. You're playing against the playoff teams. You're not supposed to win 34-10. No offense, Luke. But, like, you're not supposed to win every game like that. It's not – that's an anomaly, really. It's yeah. it's the playoffs. Play, playoff games are supposed to be close. They usually are. Very, very weird when you hang up fucking – 20 plus points on a team in the playoffs, especially yeah. the divisional round. Like that's Steelers that's the round where these games usually are close. Steelers is the other team for you though. Alan, that's the other team not making it next year. Well, I mean, we'll see if Tomlin finds ways to get to the playoffs. We'll see what happens in the off season, who they bring in as the I'm OC a, and he'll get nine wins. Yeah, he'll, he'll get, get nine wins. Or no, he'll get eight or he'll, if he gets a tie, he'll be eight, eight and one. So he won't have yeah, a losing he, record. So. He, he's done that before. He's been yeah, done one. Yeah. But let's move on, boys, to the other NFC team that got the victory. And, Luke, you know, you were shitting on me and Chris last week about our horrible takes. Here's one of your horrible takes. Uh, you, you had three of them this week. And um, actually, you had two of them. But well, this was the uh, one of them. This was, was not a horrible, horrible take. take. This, this, this game was a little bit closer than uh, the score is going to show. But, well, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't know if what the Bucks are doing at the fucking end of the game. Even after Baker's interception, they still had time to get the ball back. But, I mean. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, Todd Bowles is I don't, I don't like Todd Bowles, the head coach. But we're talking the Lions, boys. We're talking the Lions winning 31-23. And I will yeah. say Baker played a hell of a game, and I think he should be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. The Bucs should sign him. If not, someone else should grab him. I still don't think he's a good enough quarterback to win the Super Bowl, but he's a good enough quarterback to get you to the playoff, maybe win a game or so. But the Detroit Lions, boys, what a game. And I know Doc shit on me last week about Sam Laporta's line. What's the line this week for him? Because he played fucking fantastic. He looked healthier this week. 
That's the Lisa and Laporta I was expecting. I obviously come back from an injury, first time in that big-ass brace he's ever played with. It was probably a little awkward for him, but he found a way. He got involved. St. Brown didn't have a big game, but he still was productive, had big catches when it mattered. Jared Goff played good, had a struggling third quarter, but he had a big fourth quarter, and that was the difference maker right there was Jared Goff putting the team on his back with Jameer Gibbs and Baker not having a good fourth quarter. Baker did shrink in the fourth quarter, boys. Yeah, this game this game pissed me off in so many different ways. Uh, FanDuel, Vegas definitely called for FanDuel on this one. Yeah, they uh, fucked me on this one. Dude, Brown. That, like, that six-point spread fucked me on that. That bullshit fucking no call and pass interference on the two-point conversion. That, that fucked me right there. Yeah. Yeah, Montgomery just like, I don't know what the hell they were doing with him. Uh, I mean, so much about this game pissed me off. But um, I did call Josh Reynolds for 25, so that was dope. Because that that's hit or miss every every game, but no, I mean this was too. I mean, he got twenty seven points, uh, twenty seven yards. That was close. Yeah, I know that's why. But <laughs> that he's close. been, yeah, he's been he's been hot. But I think I even took Williams. Oh no, Williams got his two. Yeah, I took Williams for one. Yeah, I think the Lions were still trying to give away this game all the way up until about the fourth quarter, and and it was it was a close game. But I think you guys are right. I think uh, NFL called. Uh, Defenders, yeah. they were like, "Hey, let's get them in there." But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go all the way that far. I, I would say it was a good game by both teams. Um, you know, I, I, it was so funny. I, I said it right as that final drive was coming. I was like, "Is this the time where Money Mayfield becomes a legend, or does his legacy stay the same?" And then immediately right after that, he throws the pick. And I mean, it was, it was a, a bad pick anyway, too. But I, I mean. Bad. You know, he still wasn't getting a lot of help from his wide receivers. I mean, is Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans, come on. He's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he might be the worst catcher in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he yeah, still had 100, 147 yards. Eight catches, right? He does. Eight, eight I mean, he's crazy. But, eight I mean, there's just so yeah. many times he drops the ball. and I just Well, the first interception it. was – yeah, first interception was, was off his Mike hands. Evans. Yeah, I think it was a. I mean, it was definitely a, a, a hot throw. It was a little high, but that's something that Mike. You're you're a Hall of Famer, right? You got to catch that. I, I don't give a shit. It's a little high, a little hot. I mean, Brett Favre, you know, Brett Favre and uh, Josh Allen, they fucking laser the ball, and their receivers catch it. Uh, you got to catch the ball. Like that's, I get it. You weren't going to get a t- first down, but you would have gotten field goal range probably there, and then you had a chance interception yeah. there. Seat C- uh, Carter Johnson, that was his interception right there, and he. Got to shit talk, you know, Baker a little bit there, which is cool to see. And, I thought uh, so. Interception's not even on, on Baker, so it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit because yeah, it's not like right, Baker made yeah. a bad read and CJ fucking picked him off. It's yeah. just tip, here's, tip here's off. My issue. Happens. Here's my issue, though, is they put Baker in a position that they put him in constantly when he was in Cleveland. You're putting too much on him, overusing him, four huge sacks in that game. Um, that affects the momentum, the drive, positioning, everything, obviously. Um, but the team had, uh, what was it, 15 rushing attempts for the entire team. I mean, Rashad White had a good game, averaging 6.1 a carry. He got nine carries. I mean, you've got to mix it up some more. You've got to make other plays happen. Uh, Baker passed for 349 yards. He did his job with two touchdowns, but we saw it in Cleveland. When you try to put too much on Baker Mayfield and try to force things too much, these are the mistakes that happen with those late-game interceptions. That is the typical Baker Mayfield that we are used to seeing. They've got to find other ways to move that ball. Yeah, I think the biggest issue with the Tampa Bay's offense is that offensive line. I'm like, Baker has no fucking time in the pocket to even like try to make a read on the field. His first read or he's taking a sack. 
And it's pretty much how this game went. And he was getting, I mean, yeah, he had four sacks, but he every play he was getting fucking lit up, it looked like. And and that's why I said, and that's why I wasn't shitting on Baker start the year. I said, I you mark my words, I said, I don't give a shit Brady's playing again. I had not had this team being good because of the O-line, because of the running game. Now, Rashad White, he, he was different. I will say I was wrong on that. The O-line still shit. But Baker proved to be a warrior and a fighter out there, and that's why I give Baker the credit he, he deserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not saying he played. Year. Me saying the Bucks were, were going to be bad was not because of Baker. I said it was because Baker wasn't going to have enough time to, to extend the play, to throw the ball down, because he's a, he's a deep ball thrower. He loved throwing the ball deep and throwing big plays, and I didn't think he was going to have enough time. That's why I had the Bucks in last place in the NFC South was yeah, because no, of that old line. I called the Bucks being chick as a Baker. Yeah. Oh, I did. I mean, yeah, this is this I'm, is a Baker that we don't that we've never seen before. Yeah, but and, the Bucks and, and really, I think their big problem this game was that once they got into red zone, um, they they didn't utilize Rashad White as much as they should have in either the running game or passing game. Like the one time that they were able to score in the red zone, um, you know, they they were able to get that like screen pass to Rashad White. Like, where is the if you're going to combat against the the bad offensive line, you need to start moving the ball outside and start getting these guys the ball out there where you can get the you can get more pass blockers on the outside. And, you know, get your wide receivers, tight ends, and and some of your offensive linemen out there on screen plays or even on swing plays. And and you saw it work. And, and but they just didn't utilize it enough when it got into the red zone. So I think that that was really the biggest problem. Um, but like you guys said, man, he, Baker just didn't have enough time to throw the ball, and and just they didn't do enough to make the difference to take that away by getting those quick passes out. And I said Rashad White was going to be the difference maker of the game. Like that's the guy. And it, it, like Doc said, he's at six point one yards a carry. Now when you're down when you're down thirty one seventeen, it's harder on the ball. But earlier in the game, when you opportunities, when it was still like low scoring and you're neck and neck, run the ball more with fucking Rashad White. Get him involved. Like he's a difference maker. And I said that he hits what he is. And back to that DraftKing bullshit that y'all are talking about, the, the no fucking PI. Baker Mayfield's cap was down. We ain't going to say anything about that because the next play was a touchdown where it was going to be third and way deeper. And I don't think they're throwing a screen on that, that fucking play. They're not they checking it down and running it. Vegas wasn't losing money on that play, dude. Yeah, and it was going to be a field goal, not a touchdown. They're, they're, that's a, that's a full point swing. That. But on, on that, that six-point six spread, they pulled they're Debo. losing money. The Debo got yeah, hurt but, at 24 yards. But they would, they, they, but as they soon went, as he but, got 24, they were like, get him out of here. But they yeah, wouldn't Vegas, have to throw it. No, they wouldn't have to fucking do that break PI yeah, because guess Vegas, what? It would have been not. Vegas that, fucked me out of $1,000 on that one play. Hey, this is just One fucking play because every other one hit except that one in my parlay, except the two-fucking-point conversion. Well, but they would have had that chance to do that if they would have fucking. They would have scored. If the calf was down, they're going to kick a field goal. Yeah. It's a four. It's a three-point swing. It's a four-point swing. I mean, some of those plays you just got to watch them in real time and don't don't give Bullshit. me that. Oh, it was right there. It was that in one millisecond his calf. <laughs> well, you got cha- you can't you, even well, you tell where that it. damn calf was at when it was all the way down by the time the ball was out. Like it was just you have to watch those plays in real in, in real time. And but Dan has to challenge like that, that though. Campbell has to challenge it though. I get the refs not calling. But Campbell's got to challenge it. Someone in the booth's got to tell him, hey. Throw that red flag, man. Throw the fucking flag. Because they probably looked at it and said, hey, look, watch it, it in real time. It might have been, it might been a little too close to turnover, it. though. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Whoever's it calling it with NBC. Collinsworth was saying it. I think his calf might be down. Either him or Trisha was saying it before the next play got snapped. They were saying it before the play got snapped. So there's someone in the booth got to say something to him. Do you think it was, and, it was close, close enough to turn it over, though? After, like, turn the call over? I, I don't know. So I've been... 
But still, even if he had thrown the challenge flag, that would have been fifty fifty if he would have got it. And it shame on Todd. It wasn't it wasn't a for sure win on that challenge. No, it wasn't. But it's something that you got to risk. You got to risk doing it. I mean, it's the playoffs, yeah. man. Like, come on. And by yeah, the way, we mentioned it. Shame on Todd Bowles too. Speaking of coaching, shame on Todd Bowles. You have a chance yeah. to get the ball back potentially. He's like, well, they're already in field goal range. Like, uh, why would they, the they miss the field goal, Todd? Why would they miss the field? Why would they bobble the snap? Why would if it's a block? Why would if something happens? And then you're down eight. Seconds. I get it. Yeah, thirty seconds left. I get it. We're seeing you're probably kids not score. At, like record numbers Third, these days. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty seconds to go sixty yards is possible. Yeah, Minnesota miracle, buddy. In fantasy. Yeah, Minnesota miracle. A few years ago, we saw it. Right. It was an unlikely play. I'm not saying you're going to win the game. I get it. The probability is the not there for you. The Texans did it to them this season. That's how the Texans beat them. Almost it's the same just, situation. That's like that's like Ron, who was it a couple years ago? Ron Rivera didn't know he was even in the playoff hunt still, even though like they needed a bunch of it to happen. He's like, oh, I thought we were already out. What kind of coach are you? And you're not going to take a chance. Your magic to win number, fucking, dude. Yeah, like come on. And and shame on Todd Bowles. That's that's a loser's mentality, and he should be fired for that fucking comment that he made to the press. I would fire his ass. The next morning, he woke up. I was like, good morning, Todd. Pack your bags. Get out of the fucking stadium. You're done, dude. Let's say that's good a, morning. Hey, I'm do that send, shit they did to the Bill Jets. down there. I'm I'd do a, that, <laughs> that shit they did to the Jets player and just change his I'm code big, on the fucking building so he can't get in. Yeah. Send Bill down, down like there and fix that, fix that organization. He just don't gets a emotion. Don't even open. He has no emotion. Come on, guys. I mean, there's other coaches in this league that deserve to be fired for for things and i mean oh i agree talking about i mean sirianni should be gone uh, oh i agree i mean mcdermott mcdermott i mean we're gonna get there but man mcdermott should be gone i mean there's be- just so many other coaches todd bowles with this with the they had 80 million dollars worth of dead cap this year think about how big that is on your team with the amount of talent that they that you have to have in the nfl to even make the playoffs. i know what that's like we had khalil mack <laughs> Yeah, so and, but, and, and like, come on, that, that was a hell of a coaching job this year, though. I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles. He does make some dumb mistakes. I think he's a little too stubborn, but that was a hell of a coaching job. They got Baker to by far – oh, I won't say by far, but his best – his most successful passing year of his career. He hit career highs in touchdowns, um, passing yards. Very – he was up there in percentage. Very good in the completion percentage. Um, the The – Interception numbers were were average. I, I wouldn't say they were bad. Ten interceptions, I wouldn't say is bad across 17 games in the NFL. Um, you know, 40 sacks hurts. That was a uh, he's gotten sacked 40 times twice before. Um, so I mean, that obviously that's, that's why Brady that really retired. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Brady couldn't take the hits no more when he kept turtling. But um, I'm not putting it all on Bulls. I mean, yeah, Bulls got to Bulls got to make a better effort on on that play. Oh yeah, it's uh, all with, on him. You know, defense, just... But but, you know, he he took a team that, honestly, I don't think – even Tampa Bay, I don't think, was optimistic about this season with, with Baker Mayfield coming down. They, they brought him into Carolina and then, and then the Rams thinking, like, let's get him out of Cleveland, see if we can find another home for him. He shit the bed in Carolina. Um, he was a placeholder in, in Los Angeles and then came down to Tampa Bay just kind of as a, hey, let's see, you know, like a Geno Smith type of deal. Um, and, you know, he balled out. He Yeah, he, he proved it this year. So, you know – I think it's worth think, taking another gamble on him. I think give him a two, three year deal. Um, don't you know? Don't crazy pay him because I don't think anybody yeah. else in the league two, will because they learned two, from Gino. Two years, but, forty million. I think yeah. you know what for me instead of based or something. Yeah, I think a good spot for for Baker Mayfield. All right, is there's two of them. I think New I think England. He does not need to go back to Tampa Bay. When you look at you, we look at teams that 
probably not going to make it next year. Tampa Bay is right on that list. Tampa Bay is also probably losing Mike Evans. They have so many guys yeah, they have a lot on of free agency. Guys. I mean, they've, they've got all of their stars on free agency. Levante David's also a free agent. They've got so many guys that are up on, um, you know, that free agency block. And, and I think Baker Mayfield should either go to Sean Payton in Denver <clears> or head on over to Atlanta with whoever picks him up. I will say, though, before we move on, it was not on Tom Bowles. I'm just saying it was a loser's mentality of the comment that he made. And I will say, before we move on to the Bills Chiefs, big shout-out to Dan Campbell. Three years ago to the day yesterday, the day that they beat the Bucks, he made that epic speech about you knock us in the teeth, you knock us in the face, we're going to get back up, and we're going to bite kneecaps. And guess what? Three years later, they're in the NFC Championship, and that's big. And I will say yeah. congratulations to Dan Campbell. All the people that said some, some outlandish, outlandish shit – uh, I forgot her name. He's worked for ESPN. She, I'm not going to oh, bring yeah. the whole, like she said some crazy shit about Dan Campbell. And a lot of people weren't a Dan Campbell fan because of just how he was. And he, he proved all the doubters wrong. He's a, I think he's a good coach and he, he fits the city of Detroit. You want to, you want to talk about a dude that should be fired for play calling. If we're talking just play calling, Dan Campbell's like the poster boy for that. No, because his play calling is working most of the time. Like that's why they're where they're at. Does it cost you though. games? That egregiously. Well, guess what? They're in the NFC Championship, so who gives a shit? They're 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 the one full in the four teams remaining. So does it really cost them anything? No, they're in the NFC Championship, buddy. They're in the NFC Championship. Yeah, I, are we, I think you, you want to start playing bit. what ifs? I mean, they're in the game. It's not a what if. They're in the game. They're, it's not a what if. They are. It's working. They're, it's not a what if. It's, it's I, I, all right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think a story on on perception and imagery um, is is at play here too. I mean, we talk about Man Campbell. He's out here. He's so big, and he's he's everybody perceives the way that he plays. Uh, you know, calls these plays or wants to go for it as as being aggressive in him. And 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 I think I said it last week, man. You you get out here. You look at these other guys that are going by the analytics, and and they're nerds, right? And they're just oh, he's just doing it by the by the numbers. This is what you're supposed to do. Dan Campbell's doing it by the numbers too. Um, but he just kind of gets that bad rap or at least the aggressive um, play calling just because, uh, you know, he's he's bigger than you and he's got that – and he's a man's man, I get it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's – I, I like think, the guy. I'm not well, saying – I, yeah, I, I was just making the really got, based on the play calling. Well, the difference yeah, is really, that he's – but the other thing got highlighted in the Cowboys game where he just kept going line after that two-point conversion. That's when it really got but, highlighted. But other the that, nerds, nobody though. Cared, nobody cared about it before that, that Cowboys game. Now, now you a two-point conversion down. to win a game instead of tying it from the seven-yard line. I mean, oh, it came yeah, back yeah, on yeah. another yeah, defensive I think, jump the snap, but yeah. from the oh. seven-yard, that's a terrible fucking play. But I don't the difference, care who you are. I agree, that, I agree that's bad. I do. The difference, though, is, is, is that, they, is that they lost that game. But how many times have they won a game because of it? A lot. And oh, the difference is, he's not. remember, he's not the uh, nerd that's yeah. calling. Remember, he's not calling the plays. He's just telling the offense coordinator to make the play call. He doesn't call the plays. Ben Johnson does. He called the two-point conversion. He called a two-point attempt. No, that's, that's all Ben. No, he oh, he told him to go for it. Ben Johnson's one calling the play. It's not like Mike McDaniel, no, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, he didn't say we're going to do this play. It's all Ben Johnson. He's just the coach saying, "Ben, I trust you. You're going to go do it." It's yeah. He's got maybe a little ego check because he trusts his team. But it's not like McDaniel's and Shanahan that it, it's on them. They're the play caller. It's Dan Campbell's more of an old school coach. He doesn't play calls or he doesn't call plays at all. He just manages a team. Like that's well, the way I wasn't, it used to I wasn't be. a fan of the call yeah. against Dallas, but I like what he's doing in Detroit. John does too. Yeah, I like what yeah, he's John doing in Detroit. I like I actually I'm excited for the Lions because it's nice to see them. This is like the, the biggest turnaround story in the NFL, uh, short of Cleveland. You know, if they can if they can make a deep run here in the next couple of years or the next one that that struggled right alongside Detroit. So I mean, 
I'm glad to see them over the Packers. That's for damn sure, because fuck the Packers. But um, no, I, I like Dan Campbell. I was just making the comment based solely on on that two point conversion stuff. And yeah. you know, there, there's times where yeah, when it works, you're you're hailed. You know what I'm saying? But when a fake punt gets stopped immediately in the backfield and your own twenty yard line, I mean, that's you know. Well, I think I think uh, we also got to look out um, because very very similar paths uh, from last year with the Eagles. Uh, we see this team come out, and these coordinators are are really big deals on this team. And if they get poached, you know, let's see what Dan Cam- Campbell is really made of because these coordinators could go. And and a lot of people talk big about Aaron Glenn. They talk big about Ben Johnson. These guys go. What's going to happen next? And, and next year. Is Detroit gonna have that same chemistry? Well, speaking of next, we got we gotta move on. We gotta move on to this last game. And it's the rivalry of the of this era. I mean, we've seen it now three times in the playoffs, and it is Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And for the third time in a row in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes got the best of Josh Allen. He is he is his Achilles heel, he is his kryptonite. And that's not a bad thing to say. I, I know Allen, where we will talk legacy when Mahomes is done. But in their first seven seasons of his career, if he wins the Super Bowl, he's off to the greatest start in the first seven seasons in the history of the NFL at the quarterback position. He'll be tied with Brady in rings. He'll have two MVPs, and he'll have the most passing yards out of the two of them. That's just saying out of the first seven years. I'm not saying 20-plus years. I'm saying for the first seven Again, years. Again, let's cool it. He didn't win back-to-back. He did not win back-to-back three and four years. Come on. Well, I mean, if if he wins, yeah, three out of five, okay, but close enough, but still seven out of seven years, all the stats are the same besides passing yards. Winning back to back is a big deal. Well, he is winning back to back if he wins this year, is what I'm saying, because he won last year, so he'd be back to back. <laughs> but if and if he does win, I will say similar to Nick Saban, this might be not statistically, this might be Patrick Mahomes' best season of his career because of the lack of <laughs> talent that's go or the lack of production around his around him with all the drops. Travis Kelsey's distracted. Pacheco's the only one that's playing hard all season. Rice has come along. But to, to do what they're doing right now with this lack of receivers that's dropping every single fucking pass, I will say this might be one of his most talented seasons because of what he has to deal with. And he just gets the best of uh, Allen. I don't know what the Bills have to do. We're going to talk about it in the offseason for sure. But this Chiefs team, boys, uh, you can't cut them out. And that's to say because the defense didn't play good the first three quarters. They, they tightened it up the fourth quarter. And – Mahomes played good football. He he was really good. I mean, it's kind of tough to say that this is his best year because he he's made plenty of mistakes this year. I mean, he's had some bad plays. He's he's done some of his uh, some of his old Mahomes uh, mistakes, um, and and he's just as much to blame for some of their losses as as their wide receivers. I can't really go there and say that this is one of his better seasons. I, I get what you're trying to say, lack of talent around. No, yeah, not stat wise issues and all that stuff. But man, he's made some mistakes too and lost them some games. Uh, there's his wide receivers definitely lost him a couple games, like especially like at the end the of the Lions game, the first the, Lions game. Yeah, that was yeah, pick six. Was telling, lining up all sides was at the MVS drop in the t- in the end zone to win the game, potentially win the, the game. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of games that like they could easily have had like two, three losses, four, four, four wins. They could have beat yeah, the Lions, pick six. That was there, the Eagles game. The um, you said the or three wins because of the Bills game the first time, which would knock the Bills out of the playoffs probably. Yeah. No, I, I so. agree with Mark though. I mean, this is like statistically no, this is far from his best season. Um, statistically, it's actually probably his worst. It's arguably his worst season. 
That's good to most um, people. That's the thing. That's good it is. Reason. No, it is. It was still 4,100 yards. You only passed below that one other time. The 14 interceptions, though, is what I think the big problem was this year. But, uh, I mean, but like Mark, and like Mark was getting at, like what he's been able to do with the talent around him. And I've said it. I've made the joke for several weeks now. I mean, this guy can pull the hot dog vendor out of the 200 level and turn him into a receiver. <laughs> I mean, this guy is averaging like 35 receivers. That, he, that he's targeting a game doesn't matter who the hell you put out there like they're, they're gonna make plays they're gonna make plays um he's gonna move the ball and this is this is the only thing that i'm torn between uh picking with with them and and the ravens coming up and everything is like he makes magic happen you know even even in this close game even without the receivers and and the weapons that buffalo has who obviously has a better receiving core hands down but patrick mahomes managed nine less completions for 30 more yards i mean it just goes to show what the guy can do besides the versatility and then the you know ability well, to... he's pretty mobile he's pretty mobile he's not he's sneaky he's sneaky no, no, I know. Yeah, no, he's not he's yeah. not a, a scramble first quarterback like Lamar is, but he can definitely use the legs and, and get free. But I mean, just the trick passes of being able to like pass from the back between his legs and like roundhouse passing and everything else, like <laughs> dude can shop like shop disc it or whatever the fuck it's called. We throw the disc and track and field and, and hit a receiver down well, the field. Did you see that. the left hand one yesterday where he like literally midair Change it to his left hand. We've seen it several times. Throw yeah. it out of bounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no one. No one else is thinking about that shit. Like exactly. I don't think any other quarterbacks <laughs> thinking about. Like oh, I could do this still. And that's and that's that's why this team like you. The record is the record eleven and six. Obviously, that was underachieving for what I think we all picked for for the Chiefs this year. But I mean, the guy still makes plays happen. And this defense uh, going into the season, I thought that this was one of the worst defenses on paper. They've always had not not one of the worst. They they did not have a good defense on paper. They have not had a good defense. Uh, I didn't think the last couple of years like a really convincing defense, but this year they've been absolutely lights out. Um, this defense has been incredible this year, and honestly, without this defense, I don't know if Patrick is is even in the playoffs right now because of the offensive struggles and everything. I mean, Kelsey is which Kelsey are you going to get right now? Because because well, he woke up the playoff games. The two yeah, playoff games yeah. had some good ones. So right. Kelsey that's plays you, big and big games. And yeah, that's why you, you hope he's he's good still yeah. going. But it's nice. To and see now Jason have a... and Jason's going to be there with Taylor Swift. Oh, his juices are fucking flowing higher oh, than yeah. ever. It's not. <laughs> oh yeah, he, that heart was. In, that, that's 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 Patrick Mahomes fan number one, two, and three in the building right that, there. That heart was yeah. not to Taylor Swift. That was to his big bro. <laughs> Okay. That was the big I, brother. Hundred percent. We didn't see Taylor Swift topless out there doing. Wants to elevate his see, game. Yeah, that's, he needs that's a he needs a Taylor Swift bracelet. But listen, man, Travis Kelsey and uh, and Patrick Mahomes all time um, touchdown uh, record in the in the playoffs, uh, passing Brady and and, and Gronk. Um, they still got more games in them too. Uh, I think this was a masterclass in in Andy Reid just owning Sean McDermott though. I mean, I mean do they, they have more games? Because uh, Mahomes Gronk played like Mahomes games a year. Playing this weekend, Gronk played like six games a year. Remember, Mahomes didn't start till 2018. Gronk was there in 20. I didn't say that what? they had more games. I'm saying they have more games to go. Like they're oh, still okay, going to, to be okay. playing games, and they're going to okay. I, I thought you meant okay. top of that. Not not it took long. Yeah, yeah, I misheard that. I misheard that. But man, I, I think this was a master class. You look at Andy Reid; he's just owned Sean McDermott. I think it's time time to make a move on the Bills. Uh, and and you, man, how do you how do you come away from this game thinking, what fucking idiot am I to to pick against Patrick Mahomes in the damn playoffs against the Bills? This is what the Bills do when they lost. I laughed. 
I laughed in the Discord. This is what they do. They went wide right again. I mean, this just it just happens. But I think this game is really on two people. Um, it's on Sean McDermott and and the offensive coordinators did a hell of a job all this this year since he took over. But they really played too conservative this game. Um, you know, all of those passes behind the uh you know, uh, behind the line of scrimmage. I think it was, what, 16 passes behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, there's just way too many of them. They're, they're just trying to limit Allen's abilities. And this was one of those games where you've got to let him go out and be oh. that guy. I did well, say before the I, game I think they're that trying I to that. I think they're trying to limit Allen's mistakes in this game. I, I don't think they wanted that big turnover in this game. Like, they, they did good not turning the ball over. I mean, they – they got really close to having some turnovers. There was four well, or five it, passes that he threw that were just the only person in the league that could make that pass. And and I'm talking about Mahomes too, but there was only he's the only guy in the league that could make that pass. I mean, it was phenomenal. That that 60 yard in the air just strike into Diggs' hands and he drops it. I mean, you gotta let Diggs go. Sherfield that had guy a drop is too. nothing but a fucking Dude, they, nothing but he, a problem. And he's a fucking head case. I mean, they need a major shakeup. There's too much talent on this Buffalo team to not just get stopped here again by Patrick Mahomes, but um, all season long, the issues they faced. I mean, they had a very good late run. Um, but all the bullshit and the terrible play. I mean, Josh Allen, the play call was dog shit. I get that you're trying to limit that that you know big turnover, but we, we see it every year, every game. You don't you don't win without taking chances. You don't win on screen passes, uh, or very rarely you do. Anyways, I mean odds are you're not. But I mean twenty six of thirty nine, one hundred eighty six yards. The guy averaged less than five yards in attempt. That's that's insane to me for a quarterback. Less than five yards, one hundred eighty six yards on twenty six completions. He had a touchdown. Um, he was the leading rusher for the team. Uh, your your leading receiver in yards was was Dalton Kincaid, a tight end. You know, I mean there there's. So much in three for 21 picks. for Stefan Diggs, by the way, Doc. <laughs> three for 21 yeah. and eight targets. And three he had a big and he had, on eight targets. And the biggest drop, too. And it wasn't just him. Yes. Sherfield had a big drop. And I will say, Josh Allen had that missed throw. He had Diggs underneath, but he, he did have Shakir wide open in yeah, the end zone. He, he, he underthrew. He got, he got no, hit. he actually didn't. But we, no, I watched it. I watched it. He didn't get though. We're seeing it from Diggs. No, no, no. He, he got scared. No, he got all over TV. He got pushed up against that guy. That defensive lineman pushed his offensive lineman into him as he threw that pass. He got. I think he got scared. Who's calling I think the plays? He got scared. Who's calling the Joe offensive Brady. plays? Joe Brady? Joe, Joe Brady. He's an interim coach. Now I think he deserves a shot at OC. I thought he. I thought like Allen said, he was phenomenal down the stretch. Now obviously, it was phenomenal for the first three quarters. I, I, yeah, that's right. Because they did fire, they did fire their guy earlier this year, didn't they? Yeah, Dorsey, yeah. You know what yeah. I think? You know what I think? I think Joe Brady did a good job in the meantime. But you've got to go out. You've got to fire Sean McDermott. You got to go out and get an offensive-minded coach. Get Joe Brady out of there because when you do look at, you don't Joe need Brady's an offensive-minded head Joe coach. Turn Josh Allen around you know, with Josh Allen. You got to get a guy. That's the that's the big. You just got to get. You got to right get. Now. You got to get the right guy. In an offensive corner, there are plenty of defensive minded. Lovey Smith did it for fucking years. Yeah, but this area plenty... is different, though. No, I know that you need. You need I know, I know, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. Look at look at the end of the season run that the Bears had too. What a defensive minded coach! You can do it with a defensive minded you know, coach. You just you know gotta have the do? right guy working with the quarterback in the offense. Forget Brian Dayball. Forget Bill Belichick. You know what they should do? Fire Sean McDermott, bring in Ben Johnson. 
bring in the guy that turned Jared Goff around. Bring him in. Bring back the guy that turned around Jared Goff's career who's in the NFC Championship because of his play calling. Bring him in. That's not it ain't Aaron move. Glenn from the defense. It's fucking Ben Jacobs. Or, uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Ben Johnson from the fucking Detroit Lions. Bring him in. He's yeah, a I young, mean, hot commodity. Bring him I, in. Again, I, I, it's a shame. I, I like McDermott, but... Yeah, no, I, I like Sean McDermott, and it's a shame. I think that maybe he's just spent in, in Buffalo and just needs to go somewhere else. Um, I think he's still got plenty of future left for, for McDermott, but Buffalo as a whole needs a complete shakeup. I think Diggs got to go. Um, yes. I was wrong. I didn't see the I didn't see the drama come out like I like I thought I would because it's only happened every year for like the last two or three years. Um, but I think Diggs still got to go. I think that they need to attack the the wide receiver in the free agent market. I think they need to attack wide receiver in the draft. Um, this is this is a very talented team. This is a very talented team. They just well, they got to figure out where the fuck they're going wrong and get the right guys in place. The Bills have that Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys have that circle of life every single yep. year. There, there's a Bills one now. It says off-season drama from Diggs, start off hot, struggle, like turn like the that. season around when the AFC East, play uh, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow in the playoffs, uh-huh. and then lose. And lose, yeah. Well, and we are here. Too, when you, just kind of <laughs> going back to my, my, my thing about Joe Brady, too. When you look at Joe Brady in these games, Pat, um, Josh Allen averaged – under 200 yards passing. He only went over 250 yards passing one time, and that was against the Miami Dolphins, and he had two interceptions in that game um, during that stretch when Joe Brady took over. So I don't think that Joe Brady is, well, the, didn't, is the key. That, that's the right. That's exactly why they won games. No, I mean, they Josh Allen's mistakes. I, I get didn't that. Didn't 300 yards against get, the Dolphins the first time? No, but you've got to get the Josh Allen. He's saying since Joe Brady took over. Yeah, since Joe Brady took over. You've got to get the coach. When Joe Brady like took over, he, he, he the, did, but, the playoffs. But they limited. Find, but the problem is, you've got to find the medium of of making of, the ball. That's what they failed to do in this game. They didn't consistently stay with the run game. Yeah, James Cook had 18 attempts for 61 yards. No, you like, no, you've got to look at the at, at the Chiefs no. defense. They did a fantastic job after halftime coming out, and they were stuffing those runs. They yes, they they were still yeah, no. calling run plays, and they it, were stuffing. If them. you're throwing the ball 40 times in a game, you're having a bad game. Usually, usually it's no. a bad, bad game. Dude, for Lamar's you. the only one in the league not throwing the ball forty times. That's a game. not Lamar. That's not. If you're throwing the ball forty times, Jared Goff threw forty-three. Hey, Jared Goff threw forty-three times and had a good game. He had two touchdowns. Thirty-nine or forty times. But oh, yeah. think about it like this: if you're throwing it forty times and sixteen of them are behind the line of scrimmage, you're, that means you're that's, you're play, you're calling run plays through pass plays, and that's okay to do because that balances out the offense. But when you're only calling, you know. 30 pass plays and 16 of them are behind the pat behind the line of scrimmage. That's a problem. No, it's going to be interesting to, see. to find. That's where they need to find the, the happy medium of designing the offense to avoid the costly mistakes, but still keeping the ball moving in positive direction. There's Thank still guys other routes that, can that you catch can catch those immaculate yes. passes that this man is throwing. That's the problem. Stefan didn't show up. Sherfield. I mean, Sherfield's number four receiver, anyways. Uh, Stephon hasn't Davis showed up since twenty one. Gabe, Gabe Davis, really Gabe Davis wasn't there, so that was obviously big. He's a vertical guy, and that's where they could have used him. That was those two plays. But Gabe Ooh, Davis is the guy that's going to be gone. T Higgins, man, get get him, get him somebody, and then get him somebody from the from the draft too. T's going. And I'm to telling you right now, if 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 the Bills had a set of balls on them, if I was Brandon Bean, fire McDermott, bring in Ben Johnson. That's all I got to say. Speak of a new head coach, boys. Stay ball. 
Go get Dayball. We said that earlier. I, I do back. like the, I do like to call it back. getting Dayball. Go go find a way to get him. But the but the problem is Ben Johnson's yeah. available. He's there. He's there for the <laughs> yeah, taking, and that's why I'm saying it. But right. hey, we did, we did we did. Hey, he he got Josh Allen. He figured Josh Allen out. It'd be hard to to get him though. You have to trade for him. He's not just going to leave. Yeah, they they, NFL, they can work something out. Yeah, uh, and it's not like it's, a, it's, it's not a conference. Yeah. It's not a uh, within conference play or anything like that. You know, you're talking about hey, AFC, they could figure NFC. something out. They're they're not. That's not something that's outside of the realm of possibility. I think it's a great idea, and I think that that's really what they should do. I don't know if that's what they end up doing. Hey, well, I don't, I don't think, think it'll happen, but. But we did. I, I, we did get a. They're not going to fire him. It's so ridiculous, too. How many coaches? If he's not fired within the next two days, he's staying. Like it's it's ridiculous how how much of a leash this man has. And considering he's went through all of his scapegoats, he's fired all of his best friends. They're all gone. He's he's thrown them all under the bus so that he could keep his head coaching job. And guess what? He's still un, under uh, performed. Well, boys, we did get a new head coaching hire. The Tennessee Titans are the third team to get a coach. And they took the Cincinnati Bengals offense coordinator who's been there since 2019, Brian Callahan. He's coached guys named Peyton Manning. I think I think we've all heard of him. Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, and Matthew Stafford. Is this a good hire for the Tennessee Titans? Kiss him away from the Bengals, so I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but the question was, was he the true play caller or was that uh, – I can't think of the Zach coach. Uh, yeah, Zach Taylor. I don't know. Zach Taylor's not that great, I don't think, anyways. Yeah, I don't. I, so, I, I don't really have a high opinion of Zach Taylor. I think he's also another guy that you could. I mean, he's gotten so many injuries well, this year, so you can't. Burrow and Chase play. saved his That's his NFL coaching yeah, career by I getting them so. to the Super Bowl. I, I but I mean, I don't know. Is a good is is a good um, play call play caller. I think he's a good um, person to to bring in for the Titans if you're going with that young quarterback. Um, what are they going to do around him? Because they just they have so many holes. They have so many holes, and that division is going to be tough. Jacksonville will be back. I, I'm not a big fan of Trevor Lawrence right now, but um, Jacksonville will be back. Peterson's a hell of a coach, um, and Houston's right there. So who's who's coming? And and you see what Sean Steichen did in uh, in Indianapolis this year with uh, with uh, Minshew. So I yeah. mean, it's going to be a tough division, um, but I do think that that's probably the best decision. I I just think right now in this era, um, and I'm just going to wrap this up. I think in this era, uh, you got to go quarterback, um, and you got to get an offensive coach for that quarterback. I'm just surprised they went him. I mean, like I said, you have you have the Texans' offensive coordinator available. You do have Ben Johnson, who I've been high on for a while now. He's available. I, I think out of all the OCs you picked, I, I don't know why you went Brian Callahan. I get it. He's worked with Peyton Manning, Stafford, Derek Carr, and Joe Burrow. His four biggest names did win a Super Bowl with the Broncos, went to one as well. They lost the first one, but, I mean, he was an assistant there. He wasn't the OC or anything like that. He was Corex coach with Carr, I believe. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know why you went him. Uh, I didn't know much about him. I know he's uh, Bill Callahan's son, a legendary head coach or a legendary coach in the league, but he's had yeah. moments here and there. Yeah, but, I, I think it's yeah. kind, of a, kind of a weird hire because I don't think he was really on anybody's radar for, like, a head coaching hire at all. I don't remember seeing him getting interviews anywhere else, and this one just kind of came out of nowhere. Get him at a discount. Yeah, but yeah, I think just, Tennessee also wanted that. Uh, not not to say puppet, but a guy who they can they can still have their GM yeah, around because that, that was the that big was thing. Not, well, who is the GM? Do they even hire a GM? I'm not, yet? I'm not even sure who no. the GM is, but I know that that was the no, big issue. It's the one. Uh, uh, the, the the big the big dude because it's the female owner for the Tennessee, right? 
the, the yeah, big guy. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, but, the big uh, guy. I can't remember his name. There's a lot of big guys in the league. <laughs> a lot of big guys in the, no, but well, the, the guy's talking all the time. Team, so. the, the guy, I think he's the GM. I don't remember. But he's, no, he's I just think it's a guy. Younger I don't guy. know. I just out of all those seeds that were available, it, it, it threw me off when I, I was literally in, I was on the shitter before this episode and I saw it and I was like, damn, fucking this guy. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, good. I guess good. this is the guy that's going to maybe turn Will Levis around or maybe he'll good, go his own good quarterback. Hire. I don't, I, good hire. Get, get that. Get that but, out of fucking do we think Cincinnati. that this hire is a little bit, um, you know, is, is worse than, uh, than Antonio Pierce? Like, I, I mean, Tennessee was heavy on Antonio Pierce. I, kudos to the Raiders for doing the right thing. I think this was the right call. That team loves him. The players love him. They want him back, back around, and we know how the Raiders are. The Raiders want to go out and get that uh, that superstar coach, and they went out, went ahead and went with Antonio Pierce. That's a great job. But, I mean, who else? I, they they interviewed Antonio Pierce. That was the other they guy. Had, they, had, they interviewed quite a few people. I, I think Antonio Pierce was their, their Rooney Rule uh, interview. <laughs> You need two of those. Yeah. Uh, did they have two? I, I mean, they had to. I mean, they, they had uh, to have I, two. I they, like, they hired a coach. Yeah, I feel like they've had like like 50 interviews already. I mean, everyone everyone interviews everyone. I mean, that's just the way. Yeah. You'll call the whole – you'll hold. The, you'll call the goddamn water boy if you, if you yeah, need they, to. They just weren't announcing it like the Atlanta Falcons. As, as long as they – Falcons have – yeah, Falcons interviewing everyone for a second time. So it's like I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore in Atlanta. Like they're just oh, sitting here nice. saying, "Oh, we're interviewing you twice, you twice, you twice." Let's hey, you over there, come on down. We need a second one from you for some reason. Let's leave. Let's leave the Ravens uh, coordinators alone. Where's the let's video recording guy? Where's the next? Where's the NFL's Eric Spolstra? Hey, that guy's a legend, man. I, I love me some Eric Spolstra, obviously, but no, uh, good show, boys. Doc, you did great, man. It's good to have you in here. Where well maybe we'll talk the the Bears going out if, if it's official they're looking at that guy we'll we'll talk about the OC maybe next episode we'll have some time we have uh, two games to talk about our, Thursday we hired our OC oh so it was official I know they it was yeah it was coming Waldron. in it was close okay we'll see what he does I, I mean, like Shane probably... Waldron I thought he was a good call I think he, I thought he was a good guy for the Patriots to go after so I'm I, I think the Bears got hey let's coach. hope uh, let's hope DK wants to come too yeah see if we yeah. can make a move for DK. I believe maybe so. draft Caleb and get DK and move on from Fields. Get maybe a first for him. I thought DK just first. signed an extension a couple of years ago, though. You know, and honestly, listen, I don't, I don't know how you feel about Justin Fields, Doc, but I mean, I, I like think him. that get get Shane Waldron in there, bring in DK, have DJ Moore, and let you use Justin Fields like Lamar Jackson. Please, for the love of God, get this man the ability to play like a running quarterback and stop trying to turn him into a pocket passer. No, we no no no. Uh it's so the pocket passing is not the issue. It is when he gets a tunnel vision when the pressure breaks down like first move is running and he does not look up the field. He does not like Patrick Mahomes scrambles all the, all damn time, but he looks up the field and he makes plays happen. So that's what they need to focus on with fields is looking up the field and watching the play develop as you're scrambling continue to make plays. Don't give up on it. Um, but I think the Bears are like, well, we got two holes that we got to fix now in the tackle and uh, center position. Um, we lost two guys uh, that are – well, hopefully we're losing two that are dog shit. Um, so we got a couple holes to fill in the offensive line, and I think we're, we're that and one, one uh, wide receiver away from really – I mean – Defensively, your team is there. I when you look at the when we got sweat the team when, you look when at we the got sweat we were dog shit before that. You, you just got to resign them now. 
Yeah, you got no, there it is. We signed him the day we oh, traded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got him. They're signing. Mean, yeah. He's or, well, not the day. We got. We 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 signed him a couple days. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, we, it was a four or five year deal, a four year for eighty, man, I think, or something. They Damn. they were they were the number one team against uh, rush defense this year, um, or against the run, uh, and and they played really opportunistic. Um, you know, in the past game, I I like where the Bears are headed. If they bring in that DK type of player, man, I think that that's that's going to be a really good uh, team. The only problem is, though, it's going to be hard to get a DK type player because he's coming in knowing he's number two. Because DJ Moore put up 13, 1400 yards this year. Like the dude was unbelievable. And he had a slow start to the season. You know what I'm saying? So um, we got to bring in a guy that's going to be a number two. I mean, ultimately, if you want to win, that's all it should matter. You know what I mean? Because uh, right now, our number two target is, is our tight end, uh, which is. He's a great tight end, but that's a problem. Uh, but the defense freaking the defense came out, man. Fowler was a great pickup in the draft. Um, Tyreek Stevenson was unbelievable. I mean, we got to work on some of the penalties and the immaturity and stuff. Uh, but he was a showstopper. I mean, he was all over the play. He was always making stuff happen. We got Edmonds and Edwards still. I mean, there is so much going on. We got to replace the safety this year, but there is so much going on with this defense and just adding sweat, like the immediate difference that it made. No, this team is ready to go. Like I said, we're a couple of offensive and not even big ones, but a couple of offensive pieces away from turning it around. I'm we'll just definitely keep on. The... is there, man, and I, I and I think that he's got to have a better start to the season next year. The yeah. last couple of years, I want to I want to take the, the fifth season. year option. I am not sold on on the quarterback class this year. Um, I definitely don't want Caleb Williams, um, Jaden Daniels. Come I don't know. Um, I yeah. See if Justin Fields is going to do the same thing that Jordan Love did. You know, take that restructured, take that uh, that fifth year option and restructure it in a way that's beneficial to the team, and then see how that goes. Then try to you know sign that long term deal. I just don't know if Justin Fields is that guy. I don't. That, I'm, not, well, I'm not into. I it. I think he is. I think. Well, I don't know about I don't know about the restructure. I think that he wants to stay in Chicago, but I think a lot of what's killing it right now is the is the faith, and they're not really. Like, he's just kind of coming out like, yeah, I mean, if I'm here, I'm here. If I'm not, I'm not. And that's a problem, right? He's not – he's expressed that he wants to be a bear, but he's not really doing that right now. But, um, no, man, I think that he's got all the potential. He showed what he can do this year. Um, he just needed the pieces, and he never had the fucking pieces. He never had them, and now he's got them, and hopefully we get a couple more. And I think I think the Bears are going to be on on the rise next year. Definitely something we're going to be looking forward to in the offseason. The Bears are one of the, arguably the most interesting teams for the second year in a row, what they're going to do with that first pick, what they're going to do in the free agency market. So much cap space. But like I said, boys, great episode. Alan, we're going to miss you Thursday. Uh, I know you said you can't be here, so we'll get your picks. Text them to me. We'll, we'll read them out loud, see what two games this week. So you have a good shot at maybe getting the Super Bowl right at this, this point of the year. So <laughs> definitely have an opportunity now to, to get it correct. And Luke. You know, what a day for you, man. You know, yeah. you're the only Great one day. that had a big weekend. So, congrats. Well, hopefully, we get another one next week. We'll, we'll talk about that Thursday. That's going to be, I'm pretty sure, an interesting debate. And, uh, Doc, great again. Great, man. Glad to have you here. Chris, we miss you. No, you couldn't be here tonight, but we, we miss you. I'm Mark Davis, and this is All About the Boss Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.